Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life, where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not, because you deserve to be loved for the unique, amazing, and wonderful person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to this channel or this iTunes podcast, if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, if you're not already. Um... Yeah, so today we're talking about when is it time to give up on your ex coming back. Um, and and we're going to get into this, uh, but but first I just want to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, first of all, um, after talking to someone, uh, a coaching client who, who found me recently, um, she said that she found me originally through the, the, through the iTunes podcast. And so um, I have kind of been slacking off on uploading my my audio forms of my YouTube videos to iTunes. So I'm going to start doing that again. Um, if I somehow ever find copious amounts of time in my life again, I may actually record new specific content for that podcast that doesn't go on YouTube. But uh, at least for now, I've got like a million things going on and a two-year-old who thinks that she's a monkey and all that. Um, I'm just going to be uploading the, the audio files uh, to the iTunes podcast. So by the way, if you are watching this on YouTube and you want to get that because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to get a podcast than it is to like, you know, buffer a YouTube video and all that when you just want to listen to it. But anyway, link for that is down below in the description box. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about when to give up and when not to give up. And I have some personal stories here that, that might help you. So if you know me, uh, you know, my story, you may know that, um, me and my wife, we, before my daughter was born, we went and spent a year traveling around Asia um, in 2015. And one of the places that we went was Hong Kong. And Hong Kong is a great, wonderful, interesting place. Um, they also have this very large uh, Buddha statue. I believe it is the largest Buddha statue in the world, um, atop a, a hilltop. And in order to get, up, I mean, I guess there's other ways you can get there, but the most interesting way to get to the top of the hill where you can see this enormous giant statue is to take a gondola from, you know, sea level, basically, um, up to the top of this hill. And it's really cool. We took the gondola up and it has like this glass bottom and you can like see down and it's like really amazing. You can see all the water and all the hills and everything. Um, but obviously there is a big line to get to the, the front of the gondola where you can actually get the tickets and take it and all of that. So we had to wait in this line, this very long line, and um, we were just waiting there and waiting there and waiting there. And, you know, it goes around several corners, it snakes back and forth and all of that. Um, and what was interesting is that there were some women who were, I think, like directly in front of us, if not maybe like one or two places ahead of us. And um, they were they were speaking English, like American English. And when you're traveling around um, Asia, that, that is not necessarily something you hear very often. So um, um, I was kind of eavesdropping in on them and just like hearing what they were talking about. And they were talking about how they were getting frustrated with waiting for this line and uh, how it was taking forever and how there were other things that they could do and all of that. And um, uh, what happened was the line was kind of moving forward very slowly, but eventually they actually kind of got frustrated and gave up and got out of the line and decided to go and do something else. I don't, I don't know what they're going to go do. But the thing is, um, right around the next turn in the, in the line, 
around the next corner, they were basically there at the front of the line. So they had put in all of the time and effort waiting at the line, and then they got out at the very last moment and decided to go do something else. In other words, they, you know, put in like 95, 98, 99% of the work, and then they just gave up at the last minute right when they were there. And um, uh, you don't want to do that, right? You don't want to put in all this work, all this pain, all this suffering, trying to get the relationship that you want, only to um, give up at the last possible moment right before uh, things are about to go the way that you want them to. And, you know, as they say, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, or snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and basically turn what would have been a victory into a last-minute defeat. Um, So you don't want to do that. Um, so how do you avoid doing that? Well, here's, here's another story recently that, uh, that maybe might help make this a little bit clearer for you. So, um, yeah, so my, my wife and I were traveling the world in 2000 or Asia, at least in 2015. And then in 2016, we came back to the United States and we decided we were going to settle down in Seattle. And at that point we were pretty sure we were going to settle down here, um, but uh, we we just kind of wanted to feel it out for a little bit first, and then we were considering, you know, maybe buying some property, buying a house, and then, um, you know, setting down roots and doing the whole family thing and all that. Didn't quite turn out that way, but that's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, housing here has been really kind of goofy over the past several years. I don't know if you're aware of the whole Seattle real estate Thing, but it's been just really insane over the past couple of years. Uh, if you ask me, it's most likely a housing bubble. But anyway, um, I could feel that there was this really weird energy, this really weird kind of bubble energy going on. And so I was like, okay, maybe we just need to wait. We just need to kind of figure this out, wait and see what's going to happen. Um, and so what, what happened was... Um, my, my grandmother passed away uh, a few years ago and actually ended up inheriting some money that we were going to use as a down payment for a house. Um, but I, we weren't exactly sure where we wanted to live in terms of like which neighborhood. Um, I also had this like bizarre fear that this was going to be a bubble and it could potentially disastrously crash at any moment, um, specifically right after we bought a house. So I, I just thought, okay, let's just wait this out and see what's going to happen. Um, you know, just like from where I'm sitting, looking at the the world economy, the U.S. economy right now, um, real estate, all that stuff, it just seems like everything is like way overvalued and like nothing makes sense anymore. And I'm kind of like dreading a, a, a dramatic crash, uh, maybe kind of like what we saw in 2008-ish or 2009, who knows. But um, we'll just have to see how that plays out. I mean, I don't know, with like 40 million people being out of work right now. It just seems like, okay, that, that, that can't make sense that the stock market keeps going up, but hey. Um, anyway, um, so I took this money that I inherited from my grandmother and I put it into um, some gold and silver uh, ETFs, basically. Um, basically, I'm investing in gold and silver because I'm like, okay, if there is this going to be this giant correction and maybe the stock market is going to drop and the housing market is going to drop, Like, I don't want, you know, our down payment money to, like, evaporate. And I also don't want it to just kind of sit there in cash because, you know, there's, like, all this inflation that happens and the purchasing power of the dollar is continuously going down. Like, again, we're getting into bizarre topics here that are, like, you know, not 
really the main focus of this channel. But anyway, it's what I see when I look at the 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 financial markets anyway. So I, I, I went and did what, you know, one of those some of those crazy people out there do, and I just went and I put it all in silver and gold. <clears throat> okay. So anyway, um things have been going more or less flat with that for a while, and that's that's totally fine. You know, I just wanted something that was gonna hold its purchasing power and all that. And then um this this year, like I don't know if you have been paying attention to that sort of stuff, but um, silver started taking off about a month or a couple weeks ago or something, but literally the day before silver just started blasting off, I actually finally decided, okay, we're going to get a house. I'm going to sell my silver ETF. And so I sold it at, you know, for like a, like a 3% gain or something like that. Um, and then immediately the next day, Silver starts this like enormous tear up from uh, what was it like seventeen, eighteen dollars or something like that up to like at least right now when I'm recording it I think it's like a breath away from from thirty dollars an ounce so um, it just it just like totally took off basically I put in all the work waiting for it and um, immediately I was that person that got out of the line at the last possible moment right when I hit the front of it okay. So that that's what happened, and I, you know I could have ended up with a larger down payment or something like that, if I had somehow been patient and just waited this through. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, what what the takeaway from this is is that instead of uh, just pulling everything out impulsively like I did, what you want to do is you want to have in the trading world what they call a trailing stop. Okay. So basically. Um, it says if the price of silver drops a certain amount, um, we're going to sell. But uh, otherwise, we're just going to let it ride. And if it keeps going up, this this stop is just going to follow it. And then if it drops from a new high, it'll sell at a higher low or something like that. Um, so that's that's what I would have done. Uh, going back, if I was a little bit smarter, could have maybe gotten on the uh, you know air quotes gondola a little bit before it took off. But um, that's what I would have done uh, had I been of right mind at the time. <laughs> I mean, we still have a pretty good down payment, and uh, we, I think we still are going to be buying a house here in the short term. Uh, we're just waiting for the right house to get on the market, and we are probably going to be moving to like a small town uh, by the sea, not too far from Seattle, but definitely not in Seattle. Um, but yeah, we're just waiting for the right place to show up. And we'll we'll see what happens, but you know, just expect me to be moving at some point in the future, and that may result in all sorts of uh, delays in videos and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. But anyway, um, yeah, we're still we're still in good we're still in an okay place when it comes to all that. I feel a little bit of regret looking back at it, and I'm like, wow, you know, that's you know thousands and thousands of dollars that we could have used for um, our down payment that I missed out on because I didn't put in that stop loss. So anyway, when it comes to your relationship. You know, you want to have what we would call a stop loss or a trailing stop or something like that, where it's like, okay, if things get worse, I know that I can always turn and walk away. But if things get better, I can stick through it. If I'm seeing progress, I can stick through it. And I'm not just going to arbitrarily give up and walk away, kind of like Clay just arbitrarily gave up and uh, sold all of the silver uh, right before silver started taking off and going crazy. 
uh, literally the day before, at least the trading day. I, I sold it on a Friday, and then on the next Monday, it just like boom went up. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna not just arbitrarily do this. So I wouldn't recommend that you set some sort of arbitrary time frame, like you know, oh, if if this relationship isn't working in a month or three months or whatever, I'm just going to call it quits. But what you want to do is you want to look for progress. Look for progress that the two of you are getting closer, that the two of you are getting closer to, you know, whatever commitment that you want looks like, whether that's getting back together, whether that's getting into an official boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, whether that is uh, getting married, whether that is something else. Um, Go ahead and say, okay, is there progress being made towards this? Is there actual tangible progress? Not just someone, you know, talking, uh, but is... Are there actual steps being made towards making this happen? Um, So look for that. And if there ever is a a backslide where it's like, okay, there's progress being made, but then there's a setback of some sort, what you want to do is you want to turn toward your partner or your ex or the person that you have amorous feelings towards and just say, hey, something happened here. Help me understand what's going on. So that they can just say like, hey, this happened because of that, this happened because I'm having these feelings, this happened because I'm afraid, or I'm anxious, I'm whatever, or, you know, some other thing came up. And at least then we can have some sort of um, understanding about why it happened. And then we can make an informed choice from there. Um, and then that is, that's really kind of what I'd look for. I want to see either progress being made, or I want to uh, have some sort of understanding in terms of why we lose progress, why we have a setback of some sort. If the reason for the setback makes sense and it's acceptable to you, then okay, you can stick it out. But if it doesn't make sense to you or it's not acceptable to you, then, you know, maybe that's time that you activate that stop loss and you decide to to bail on it. Um, and so that's what I'd recommend that you do. I'd, uh, again, you know, I do want to see progress. If there's not progress happening, even if it's slow, that's fine. But if there's not progress happening, that's when I'd say like, okay, let's set a certain time frame and like, you know, let's just say three to six months. That's usually what I recommend people do. Uh, if you have, if you see three to six months of no progress and you're, you know, you're actually putting an effort towards building up that connection and doing a lot of the stuff that we talk about on the other videos or in this podcast, um, then that's when I would start to say, um, okay, Maybe we want to think about other things here. I mean, you know, you're obviously free to do whatever you want to do. But, you know, me as someone who would like to see you in a great relationship, I'm just going to like tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, looks like there's not a lot of progress being made here. Are you sure this is what you want to keep doing? And if if it is, cool, that's great. Make that choice. But if it's not and you're just exhausted, you're tired, you're frustrated and you want to walk away, that's totally fine, too. By the way, it's always fine to walk away no matter what. If you just if your heart's not in it anymore or anything like that, that's totally fine to walk away. Um... But uh, look for progress. If progress isn't being made, try to understand why. And if it's acceptable why it's not being made, cool. You can stick with it. Um, or if it's not acceptable why it's not being made, then, you know, obviously that's when I would consider thinking about things in another way. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, put in those stop losses, those relationship stop losses, and uh, you can avoid doing you know, 95, 98, 99% of the work, and then getting out at the last minute. Kind of like how I held this silver ETF for like a year and a half or two years or something, and then sold it the exact day before silver just started this monumental climb upward. I mean, they're saying it's like the best 
week that silver has ever had in the past 40 years. And I'm like, that was me. I sold right before that happened. Anyway, all right. Hopefully you can learn from my um, financial mistake here. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening to this or watching this. Hope you have a great weekend. If you do want to subscribe to the iTunes podcast, there is a link to that down in the description. Um, I am going to be uploading more of these videos to that. People have requested that before, and, um, you know, for, for a while I just kind of thought, oh, well, you know, it's just people that watch the videos. I'm not actually reaching new people, but then I had this this coaching call with this other woman the other day, and she said, yeah, I, I, I found you through podcasts and then it turns out like you have this YouTube channel so I'm like okay cool maybe I need to start doing this and then also some other people recently have just been like yeah you know I found uh, this one podcast that you did really insightful so I'm like okay people are getting value from it I should probably start doing it again so I'm going to um, at least just upload the recordings here for now and you know maybe when things settle down a little bit when I'm not like actively creating this new um, effortless connection course at the same time trying to be a good husband and a good dad and um, also apparently trying to trying to move uh, to a house somewhere um, you know then then I might be able to think about making original content for the podcast but until then I'm just gonna be posting the recording so take care have a great weekend I'll talk to you next time and uh, enjoy the podcast or enjoy these videos or enjoy whatever format you listen to these on take care I'll talk to you later